Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I am Ashley Sanchez, and today the guest is our very own co-host, Aaron Keller. Aaron, thanks for being here, per usual, but in a different, different spot, I guess we could say. Yep. Now I don't. Now I don't. Uh, I don't get to go on mute every once in a while, you know. I know. Now it's all on you, and that's <laughs> usually how I could tell when when we're both hosting, when you're going to be talking. I check the whether you're on mute or not, but I guess I don't have to do that this time. So yeah, I just keep I just keep it on mute just because I have my my dogs and they bark at people that you know come because we're still on Zoom. So you know anybody that comes by, they like to say hi, and so I just keep it on. So <laughs> exactly maybe. yeah. As most of you who have been listening will know, we've been on Zoom. We're still here for the foreseeable future. So, but we will keep bringing you podcasts. Um, today we're going to be talking about, we've actually done this podcast the last few years and I enjoyed it because I learned a lot and a lot about what our agency does and what you actually do in your position, other than helping me with the outreach. Um, you are our outdoor education coordinator aside from co-host and, um, you deal with our shooting range grants, which we're going to be talking about the shooting range grant program. So where yeah. do we even want to start here? <laughs> well, I, I guess like when, when I introduce myself, people, they say, well, what do you do for the department? I get basically get paid to talk about hunting and fishing, right? So my job is to get people excited about getting outside. So whether that's hunting, fishing, um, preparing to do one of those things. And so under my in my position, I, I teach hunter education, or I'm coordinating hunter ed. And, and in the Department of Wildlife in Nevada, shooting range subgrants falls under that, under that program. And uh, so I'm, I'm kind of the, the grant manager for that program. And so I guess, is that, is that too wordy of a way to explain it? No, I think that explains it. But what's funny about your position and why I, I mean, it honestly took probably till we recorded this podcast, maybe might've been two, the year before last, so two years ago, but I had been there for a full year at that point. Um, I think it's confusing because one day you will be on our social media answering questions, um, hunting, fishing related questions. You'll be editing emails we're sending out to hunters that I've written, and then you're checking over them from that hunter standpoint. But then the next day you're like closed in your office. Of course, this is when we were in the office writing grants. And I'm like, how, what is your job? <laughs> so yeah, like that's, yeah, that's a good way of explaining it all falls under that. Yeah, it's a little, it's a, it's a little hard to explain how, how you can also write grants and then also talk to hunters, but um, it's fun. All of it's fun. It's all interesting and it's all, kind of seasonal seasonally changes so for only a short amount of time the grants are being written and that's kind of when I have to go into that lockdown where I have to type it all up make sure it's all all correct because we are applying for federal funding and so you want to make sure that you're crossing your t's and dotting your i's and making sure that you're um 
having good grant practices and but then also appealing to um, people that are reading those grants so then we'll get the funding and uh, so it's it's interesting the uh, and then the other part is like you said like talking to hunters and um, that's a whole different thing because I got to put all that in, into English and we're kind of the go-between between you know the government and and the hunter and so we want to make sure that's correct too exactly so as we said your job is basically just inspiring people to get out whether it's hunting fishing and the grant is a big part of that because why are these grants so important for shooting ranges in nevada right so we have a we have a very successful shooting range subgrant program that we've kind of um, developed over the years. It's been going for a long time now. There's there's ranges that have come and gone, honestly, since since this program's been going. So um, it's been going for a long time. Uh, and it's not a small amount of money, but it we subgranted out in pieces so we can keep ranges going, make them better, make them nicer. But like you said, kind of explaining my position is, my job is to get people excited to go outside or to go shooting or hunting or whatever it is and one portion of that is is sighting in your rifle or even um just going to shoot for fun um my oldest son is turning seven this week and he we said what do you want to do for your birthday and he said i want to go to the shooting range and shoot guns and i was like he just wanted to go with a couple friends and go shoot guns and he's only seven so if we can keep that going to anybody that wants to get into hunting or into shooting in general, um, you basically, you're like a little kid, right? It's fun. Every time we go shooting, we, we say we should do this more often because it's, it's a lot of fun. Exactly. One happy birthday, honey. <laughs> Isn't that what his brother calls him? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and two, um, yeah, a lot of people say they just, I mean, we talk about the importance of hunting and what it does for conservation altogether, but a lot of people just don't have any interest in that. But some people are interested in shooting and going to a shooting range is a fun way to also get involved in that and let some steam off whatever you might want to get out there to do. It's fun. I've, I, even me, I've gone shooting before and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So, so the National Shooting Sports Foundation, NSSF, we call it, is, uh, they just put out a preliminary report that more than 8 million new gun owners, new, more than 8 million gun purchases last year to new gun owners, which is a huge, that's, that's nationwide, but that's a huge number of new gun owners. And so for us, that really dovetails into our shooting range program because not, you know, only a small portion of those new gun owners are actually going to hunt. Most of them are, are either purchasing their, their gun for protection or for just recreational shooting, which is fine. We don't, we know that not all gun owners are gonna become hunters, right? Um, but to have a safe, clean place to go shoot is very important. And so our shooting range program does just that, whether that's, um, berm work, which is just basically the dirt, like the very basic part of a shooting range, to more 
um, intricate things like classrooms or for us, uh, ADA accessibility is really important. Um, but then it could be something as easy as bathrooms, um, right? If, if I'm taking my wife to the shooting range and there's no bathroom, it's not gonna make for a very enjoyable experience. You know, if you have to leave to go use the restroom and then come back, right? So um, we're, we're looking at all those different ways that we can make them better. We can, it could be as easy as shade in Southern Nevada or on a hot summer day, um, having a little bit of shade or if it decides to rain a little bit somewhere for you to, to hide out. So it could be any number of, of projects and um, no project is too small. So exactly. And that that also goes to show doesn't Nevada have just a wide range of different types of shooting ranges. Some are more upscales with a ton more upscale with a ton of amenities where others are just I mean there's a wide range of them so it's just even the little things like you said people don't even think about but a bathroom is needed when you go somewhere and we should be providing that to the public. Yeah. And you're exactly right. We have a huge range of amenities in Nevada when it comes to shooting ranges. We have in Southern Nevada, the Clark County Shooting Complex, which is, which is I mean, it's, it's a world-renowned shooting complex that is, is huge. And you, you can use a golf cart to get around this thing. It's, it's awesome. It's state-of-the-art classrooms. It's the, um, the SHOT Show is, is hosted there every year, which is a huge um, convention. And then we have everything down to a single trap um, shotgun range, which is great. It gets used as well. And, and it's everything in between. We have shooting ranges um, that are off the grid. So they're all on solar power to golf cart batteries to they use rain gutters to go into guzzler tanks that that's how they hose out the restrooms or clean out the restrooms. Wow, where are those at? <laughs> yeah, so that's the Humboldt County range. Okay, very cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, and so and then we have ranges that are solely for archery equipment. And so when you go out to shoot archery, you're not always wanting to be around guns or rifles or any, any loud noises, right? You're concentrating on just shooting archery. Um, and then the archery ranges vary from 3D archery ranges to static or Olympic style archery ranges. So we're just, we're very fortunate to have forward thinking people spread throughout the state that, uh, you know, kind of are in tune with their community and what the people want. Um, and we're, we're excited to be partners with all those different communities. Um, we partner, the way our subgrant system works, I know we're kind of, we're getting, coming up on the break here, but the way our system works or our subgrant process is the community, whether that's the city or the county, submits an application to the Department of Wildlife, then we um, take all those applications in and we evaluate them based on criteria with hunter education being the, our hunter education program being one of the top priorities because that's where ours comes, the funding comes from. 
then after that, we just, it's based off budget, whether it's a half a million dollar project or a $5,000 project, we, we just kind of um, budget those out and fund as many projects as we can each year. And so, like you said, our, our sub grant application is open right now and you can find that on our grants page of our website endout.org and uh yeah we, we have some applications rolling in now that we're starting to review and starting to make contact with the with the communities and you know the more applications the better because we can always line up those projects for down the road if, if funding does come available exactly like if one can't happen this year then maybe with the next grant it could happen so. Yep. Or we can plan or we can, we can get, keep that process rolling to make sure that, that some funding is going into those ranges. So. Exactly. Well, that took us right up to the break, but I want to get more into this after the break and also maybe hear some success stories. So we will be right back. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. I am Ashley Sanchez, and today the guest is co-host Aaron Keller. And he manages our shooting range program. And we've been talking about how we get funding to put towards shooting ranges and how we choose which ones to put funding toward. And um, just to give you guys an idea of all the shooting ranges in the state, Aaron, during the break, you were actually showing me this interactive map. Do you want to explain that a little bit? Yeah. So normally when we record these podcasts, you know, I kind of have to learn there's times when I have to learn new things to come on the podcast to, you know, to keep the conversation going. But this one, it's all in my wheelhouse. It's stuff, yeah. you know, I'm dealing with every day. So, um, but the map that I, that I was, re that you were referring to is basically we took all of our data, which is all the shooting range locations and the amenities that are offered at those locations. And we dumped them all into a, a GIS, ArcGIS map with the Fish and Wildlife Service. And it's not a comprehensive list of all the ranges in the state. It's all of the ranges that we've put money into or funding. Okay. Into. So there are other ranges that are outside of the map, but this is the Wissifer um, funded ranges, whether they have some sort of amenity or objective that we've funded in the past. And what is Wissifer funded? So it's the wildlife and uh, sport fish restoration funds. Oh, okay. Is, it's a great question actually, because I probably kind of glossed over where the funding actually comes from. Yeah, but, I'm like, wait, what's the purpose? And, and it also kind of brings up another point that I probably missed, you know, just blabbing on in the first half about the 8 million plus new gun owners is that the funding that this program is supported by is the excise tax off the sale of firearms and ammunition. So when somebody goes in and buys a gun, there's an excise tax on that firearm. That funding is set aside and 
and then that is funneled back to the states through hunter education programs like this one. And so we're, we're, there's a funding opportunity that we tap into and then that's the way that the Department of Wildlife gives back or puts money back to support recreational shooting is through our shooting range program, sub-grant program. Does that make sense? Got it. Yeah, I don't think it was that you glossed over it really. I feel like you explained it all well, but you're just adding to what, you're just explaining more. So now we understand the funding right. goes into this grant even more. And so that's why I think it's important to, to note that it's not all about hunting for us. You can buy a firearm learn, and go out and learn how to shoot it at a range and never hunt. That's why there's that distinction of like, yeah, we know that people that buy rifles could become hunters or take it, you know, find interest in that, but they don't have to. That's not why we're doing it. We're making them safe and giving them places to shoot. Exactly. And that's an important part of it. It goes into that, um, giving them a safe place and educating them just yep. on. Yep. So we have learned to shoot classes and, and a program that kind of goes along with that. If you're not, you know, if you want to learn from the Department of Wildlife how to shoot, we use small bore 22 rifles. So you don't need to learn how to shoot a rifle on a big elephant gun, right? You want something that you can learn the basics on. And we utilize the ranges around the state for the, that program. We also utilize the ranges for our advanced hunter education programs that we teach outside of COVID, I guess, you know, and, uh, but this, this map is really cool because it's one of the first times that we've really compiled our information to use in a map form. So that you can click on the map and scroll in and kind of pick your amenity, whether that's shotgun, rifle, archery, whatever you want to go shoot. And then also ADA accessibility. And we plan on um, building out the map with any amenity that's there, whether, um, and, and so over time, this map will get, just get better and better. Yeah, I could think of instances where people emailed me just asking as the public information officer to know, people email me asking for questions about where shooting ranges are located. And this would have been perfect to give them. So that is a really nice resource. And you said, so you could say you need a specific amenity it shows it on this map whether it's yep. wheelchair ramps or anything like that yep exactly so what we did is we actually combined shooting so it could be um just a shooting range in general which has like rifle shotgun archery right so there's a whole bunch of amenities and then but if you were just looking for an archery range you could filter that out and just look at the archery or the the ranges that offer archery okay so very yeah, cool and handy all, yeah it's uh, over time like i said it's going to be it's going to be great and so that it'll also be useful for for non-resident hunters that are coming to the state or non-resident people like i said the shot show that happens in um, las vegas uh is one of the largest firearms showcases in the world. So they're all coming to Las Vegas. Well, then this will allow them to kind of branch out if they wanted to, or, you know, if you're coming through the state, look at a safe, find a safe place to shoot, so. 
Yeah. And where can people find that map? It's on the Fish and Wildlife Service um, website. So, but I think the probably the fastest place is just to do a internet search. Um, but we'll post it down in the description of the the podcast. I think will probably be the easiest. Yep, definitely. So, cool. And shows for me. I I plan on using the map in the future to show gaps in the state where I think that we could leverage our partners or our funding to fill in those gaps to areas in our state that don't have a shooting range or that we haven't put funding into a shooting range. So one that jumped out at me right away was Tonopah, like kind of like the Tonopah area. Um, I know there's shooting ranges down there in Tonopah and it's a great kind of part of the way between Las Vegas and Reno area um, where maybe people would want to stop over. Hawthorne would be the same way. There used to be a shooting range in Hawthorne, but it got closed because it was on the base. And so we might look at some, some opportunity there um, to put some funding into a range that's either there or, you know, might be primitive and it needs a little bit of help. So, okay. yeah, so it's great. This podcast is, another way for me to ask for anybody that's listening to submit an application or reach out to me, um, whether that's email or a phone call, and um, we can talk through it. Even if we don't put in an application for this year, like I said, we can plan so we can start that process. So. And when you're asking for applications, it doesn't, you don't have to be the owner of a shooting range or uh, someone high in the community. Like you could just be high up in the community. You, or a leader, a community leader, you could be anyone, right? That has suggestions or ideas. Right, so um, one person that's been instrumental in that um, Humboldt County range outside of Winnemucca has been Kent Arian. And he's a, he is a kind of quote unquote volunteer, right? So he, but he's a leader in the community and he knows how to, he knows who he needs to talk to to get things done. And it's, I mean, I can just mention a project to Kent and he works his magic and talks to some people and then it's done. He, he submits an application and I know it's gonna get done and, and he pulls it off every time. So we are looking for those people that are in the community. They, I mean, obviously we want them to have an interest in recreational shooting or hunting or, you know, have some sort of ownership whether that's volunteer ownership or just they love going shooting in the shooting range. Um, and we've had some great success stories all around the state um, with those what, same types of people. What are some of the recent um, highlights just from grants in past recent years? Oh, there's, I mean, almost all of the ranges that we've put funding into over the last I mean, handful of years have been success projects, success stories, really. We could have do a, a highlight reel on, on all the ones we've done lately, but- Go we, to that map, basically, and then you can- Yeah, all yeah, I mean, they're, they're all so awesome. You look at the before and after photos of the ranges, and it could be anything from, from dirt work to berm work to working on classrooms. Um, one of the, the hard ones that, not hard, but longer term ones that we did this last over the last couple of years has been the Carson City Range, um, which 
is the rifle range just outside of Carson City and and the range actually shut down for risk management purposes. They there was reports of, of errant bullets going off the range. And so Carson City risk management and and the the uh, board of supervisors there said let's let's shut it down, let's do an evaluation, let's look at it and figure out how we can fix it or make it better. And so we did that. And I sat on that board, um, sat in on all those meetings and it was it was a long process. But ultimately we we figured out the right strategy and the right um direction it needed to go and we put funding into it and um carson cities um put their they put a huge chunk of funding into it as well but and then now the range is open it's looks awesome you can go out there and um shoot safely and it's clean and the ownership of the range has just gotten I'm, and when I say ownership of the range, it's anybody that's going out there shooting is now taking pride in the range. They're cleaning up after themselves, you know, you, and, and we see that a lot around the state is once funding and the, the ball starts rolling, people really start to, to take notice and they start cleaning up after themselves and they're not shooting trash. And then, you know, you don't see people taking televisions out there to go shooting as their target. You see them bringing like legit, shooting targets right and um and it just they, they'll bring a broom and clean up their brass at the end of their time at the range and they just don't let litter go by anymore they'll pick it up and and put it in the dumpster and it's just i mean it's a testament to the people that are that are out there and the partners and it's just been a great program to be a part of exactly and like you said it's all about I mean, it all comes back to the safety too. It's a safe place for people to go be shooting, which is really important to mention for some people who might, they may have never owned a gun or gone shooting before, but that's what it's there for. It's all about safety. Yeah, we hear about it all the time. We get great positive comments and feedback from, um, from people that live around Nevada saying, thank you so much for helping us with the range or now we have more people coming to our range than we've ever had. And, um, you know, we're excited to just kind of keep that going. And, and anybody that is listening that has a range, knows of a range in their community, um, it could be anything, reach out to us and we'll, we'll try to help for sure. Okay, and last question. We're actually pretty much out of time, but um, how long is the application open for and where could they find it? I'll also put it in the notes for this. Um, in the caption of this podcast. Yeah, so so we're compiling the applications now. It's open. And so the best thing to do is go to our website, n.org, click on grants, download the application, and then give me a call or shoot me a, an email and just, we can talk through the application. The application is not the end all be all to, to receiving funding. Yes, it's kind of the first step so we can get that process moving, but if there's something that we need to work towards, we can definitely work with a partner to, to get there. Um, but yeah, the, the application need, need to be submitted now. And so we can do our due diligence to get our application into the Fish and Wildlife Service. Is there an end date? Um, I think we set a, an end date to, to at least be contacting us by the end of this month. Um, so it's, it's coming up pretty quick, but 
So um, if you're interested, call you ASAP. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> Akeller at endow.org. Also, any complaints about this podcast, send them over there. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, we'll be glad to talk to anybody about that. <laughs> well, thank you, Keller, uh, for sitting here and being a guest on our own podcast. Um, it's always fun and easy since you're used to co-hosting it. So, and they're always informational when we talk about this subject. Yep, cool. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> of course, that does <laughs> it for this week's Nevada Wild. again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife. <laughs> <laughs>